What's going on, sir? No, much. How you doing? All right, and you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Awesome. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. I'm going to play the intro, then we're going to get started. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with J.O.L.E. LLC, where we treat you like family. That was the theme song, Detroit Love, from my first album, The J.O.L.E. Experience. We have another great guest for you today. We have Mr. Mark Blocker, founder, CEO of Big Block Athletics, founder of Mark Blocker Foundation, success coach, and investor at Our Crowd. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm originally from Alamogordo, New Mexico. I'm the youngest out of six kids. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I was born into a military family. My father served in the military. My sister served in the military. Um, I moved to Michigan, suburban Detroit, Michigan, Metro Detroit, when I was nine years old. Um, I haven't left since I graduated from Henry Ford II High School. Also, in 2008, I graduated from University of Phoenix in 2014. So, I, a little bit about my career. Prior to um, becoming an entrepreneur, um, I worked in numerous sales and marketing jobs where of like different companies like Vector Marketing, Primerica, AT&T, um, in the sales and marketing field. And until 2012, where I got a job at a local McDonald's, um, that that was a different change because I went from working in sales and marketing to becoming a fry cook. So I was just like, okay, I got this entry level job. I'm still in school at the time, so it was. I felt like it was okay. I really went to school to try to be went to school to try to get into the medical field, okay. and. And after graduating from University of Phoenix, it, um, that didn't work out for me. Uh, they kept every time I tried to apply, they kept telling me I had great talent but no experience. So they, no one would hire me. So, uh, to so when I started my career, uh, well, before I started my career as an entrepreneur, um, one of my I used to play football. Like I used to play football. I played sports all my life. So. I played football, basketball, and baseball. I played football to the college level. I also ran track in middle school and high school. But I played football to the college level, and then I stopped playing. Um, I played for two years, and then I focused on my studies shortly after. Anyway, um, so one of my college teammates come, hits me up, and he told me, you should start your own business. You're not getting any luck. Looking, getting into the medical field, you start your own business. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't. That's not something I really thought about doing at the time being. Mm -hmm. Not, I never looked at myself as becoming an entrepreneur when I was young. I always wanted to work in the medical field, and that was my set goal, life goal. And and so, you know, you start your own business. You're pretty good at it. I'm like, I don't know. I thought, I think about it. 
And so I took I took two weeks to think about it. I'm like, I'm not getting any luck in the medical field, so I might as well try to I might as well take his advice and start a business. And so he's like, What should you call it? He's like, Okay, I told him I'll do it. He said, like, What do you want to call it? And and started and that's when Big Block and Letters came. So I started Big Block and Letters. And back at, I did a soft launch in 2014. I wanted to, while I was still working at McDonald's, I wanted to see how it would do. So I did a little soft launch and just launched it to friends and family. Say, I was, you know, I got this product that I, I just that I'm getting so started. So what is Big Block Athletics? Big Block Athletics is a sports company where we provide activewear for people who like to be active and sponsor athletes. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So back back to the story. So yeah, I did a soft launch in 2014. I launched it to friends and family. Um, it was just good. They they supported and everything, just like my friends would do. And the thing the thing what got me to do it full time two years later was in 2016 was when I got people who, who were not a part of my friends or my family started buying my products. And that was when I decided okay. to, that's when I decided to, oh, actually, I could go somewhere with this. And so 2016, I, you know, I quit my job at McDonald's and I went full-time as an entrepreneur. And like I said, the rest is history. That's pretty cool that you started something and started showing more headway into it and you just went for it. And it's yeah, I was really nervous at first when I went when I quit full time because I was like I never been an entrepreneur before, so I'm like I don't know how I said I'm getting sales right now, but I'm like I don't know how this is going to work, and I'm like man, is, is this gonna work long term? I said it seems good right now, but I'm like I'm nervous. <laughs> I, I you know to I'm not getting a paycheck or getting money, but I'm like there's no weekly paycheck coming in. Well, I know I, I'm getting money. I was like. I know I've been in sales before, so I know that if you don't if you don't work, you don't eat. So mm -hmm. you, you got to make sure you go out there and work, and so and, and to, to, to get the money. So I'm like, man, I don't know if this is gonna work. So, but and, but I, I I did what I knew to do, which I said I gotta I gotta selling the product more. So I didn't I, I didn't get any investors. I didn't get any um loans. I just bootstrapped my way to where I am today, and so. Which was taught me a lot about running. It was taught me a lot. Okay. So, what did it teach you so far? Ooh, it taught me. Ooh, is this uh, where to begin? Hey, take time, brother. This all about okay. you became awesome. <laughs> it's all about you. I understand that. So the beginning, it taught me a lot of about believing in myself and trusting myself more. I had to learn to really do that. It taught me a lot about promoting my promoting uh, about promotion and promoting at a at a market my my own business now. And instead of I'm not marketing someone else's product that the pe people know about, I'm marketing a product that is is new and is uh, new and uh, is new. So it's like I, knowing that is like I had to know exactly what I was going to do, and so and it taught me about promotion, it taught me about believing in myself, it taught me about battling through adversity, 
um, different things. It gave me a lot of resilience. Uh, just a lot of life lessons that I learned from it. Just, whew. Yeah, you got it out the mud, man. It's a lot of work you do it that way. A lot of lessons you learn, too. Yeah. It, it would have been easy if I had an investor and stuff, but I, had, I, I the thing I learned it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I feel. But the thing I learned is that if you don't sell the if the product is not selling, you know what? You can get a ten million dollar check if it's not selling. You got to burn through that fast. So I learned that I, I learned that over time. But the, the thing I, the thing I learned over the thing I know now is that I, I what I did was the best way because I actually sold the product and got the name out there and everything like that. And so one of the things I had to learn too was how to be a businessman. Not just a salesman, because I that was one thing I I had to learn. I had to learn how to be a CEO. I had to learn how to be a businessman. What's and that's something I huh? What's the difference? Well, a sales well, a, a salesman to is the difference. This is what this is the, how I feel about it. A salesman is somebody who could take a product and and just and, and provide it to to a consumer, whether it's business to business, business consumer. Uh, a businessman has to learn how to different contract negotiations, how to negotiate, how to how to how to hire people, how to fire people. Like a CEO, being a CEO, you have to hire fire people. Like a salesman doesn't know, doesn't have to hire or fire anybody. All you have to do is sell the product, and that's about it. But a businessman has to, a businessman has to learn how to hire people, fire people, know how to look for talent, know. How to get? Oh, excuse me. Know how to get all, all the? <laughs> know when 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 the when to get the prop? When to get inventory? When not to get inventory? It, should, it sounds simple, but if you get too much inventory and it sits in, and it sits there, it's that's that's gonna that that that's wasting money. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do it that way. Actually, that's how that's how a lot of businesses go bankrupt. They order a lot of inventory fast, and they don't sell it all, and it's, and it just sits there. That means people don't want the product. Yeah, so that money. Yeah, exactly. So, so you can't get a return on your investment. And so, one of the things I had to learn to do was I had to learn how to order enough product to where I can sell enough product and get it off the shelves, and then restock it. But as long as it's restocking instead of just sitting there for months and months on end. So it was just it's just one of those things where I had to learn how to do that. And it took it's a lot of it took a lot of trial and error, but I got to a place where now where I, I, I'm comfortable with knowing knowing the ins and outs of running a business and being a CEO. So yeah, it's been it, it's been a good journey so far. But one of the things too I, I had to learn too. Well, in 2017, I sponsored a work. I, I got my first female athlete. It was just it was a cool story in that, which I'll share. I had, she found me through a, a tweet that we made. We made a tweet about looking for athletes to sponsor, and it got somebody retweeted it a while back. And mm -hmm. she, she saw, it got, she's all the way in Columbus, Ohio. So she got to, um, so she found it and she followed the tweet all the way to my business. And she shut she, she sent me an email and talking about she wanted to be a sponsored athlete for my company. 
And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I was like, the guy what I'm looking sport. for. Go what I'm looking for, right? But then she also wanted me to sponsor this rugby team. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm prepared for the rugby team, but her, yeah, definitely. Because uh, I'm like, this business is, is, is this business is one full, it's been, this is my first full year as a CEO. And I don't know, and I don't know we have the capital to be able to do it, sponsor the rugby team right off, off the bat, but her, we could do her instantly. So, um, but she was she was so adamant me sponsoring this rugby team. I'm like, okay. I said I just take a gamble on it, and I said, okay, I'll go with it. And mm. and but I had this director. This director was trying to bully me. This woman was was so adamant about trying to bully me to do what she wanted me to do that I'm like, I had to learn. A, I had to find a fine line between being professional. And yet, not allow anyone to bully me at the same time because I don't, I don't. It's my natural state to not allow anyone to bully me at any cost. But at the same time, I can't. At the same time, I haven't learned how. To, I hadn't learned how to do it professionally yet. So it was just one of those things where I had to try to learn, find that balance. Where I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't just say what I want to say to her because that's gonna, <laughs> no, that's gonna that. ruin my business, and she could easily, she could easily report that. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I don't want this woman to try to. Just think she can run all over me. So I'm like, I had to figure out something. And I I did figure that out. I overcame that adversity, figured it out. But sponsoring the rugby team was uh, a big learning lesson for me. Uh, it really was. I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes with that, but it was a big learning lesson. The now the female Ellie, we sponsored her and she 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 did she, we got her. We, we did I figured figure what was gonna happen did happen. We we got her, we sponsored her, she did well. Uh, the rugby team, it was a, a, it wasn't the best, but it was ultimately something that I learned. And I learned not to take, not to, I learned, but it was still an experience that I, I don't regret. So it was just like either way, it's just one of those things where it's like, so what I'm like, you oh, from it? I learned from it. I definitely did. I don't regret it, but I still, I, it was it wasn't the best situation to be in, but I definitely learned from it. And I don't. I definitely did. What's the so. lesson you learned from it? Oh, what's the lesson I learned from it? Yes, I learned that sometimes we seem like sometimes it's best. To, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and get one. It's better to be prepared for an opportunity and never having never come to the, and then to be unprepared and have an opportunity arise. So okay. I, I learned to be prepared, more prepared. For, for any for anything that comes our way, just in case like, I was not prepared to sponsor the rugby team, and I learned and I learned my lesson about that. And I learned now I got to be more prepared, got to have more capital, got to learn more more of the ins and outs of, of rugby because I don't know anything about rugby, and they could have screwed me over. Whereas I learned they did do because I I missed out on um on a potential profit, but um deal. Um, late at the at the sponsoring them, but either way I go, it was one of those things where it was like I did learn and and I, and I also learned about de- better how to negotiate better. So it was it was okay. a good good thing too. So you created the Mark Blocker Foundation. What's that about? So it's it's a twofold. I have take a turn. Okay. Um. I have a mission where I have a mission to promote mental health, uh, mental health awareness, and I'm also 
um trying to help Detroit teenagers become productive adults. So I'm work I'm working with Detroit teens to try to get them to become a place where they can prosper and become productive when they grow up. So um uh, but my mental the mental so is I got it's mental health and working with Detroit teenagers. That's the basis of it. And I'm very passionate about mental health because I noticed that it, I, I, it was one of those topics where that people were that were under was like underground and it's like this is something that's very serious and I feel like it, it should be as respected as physical health because it affects more people than just like cancer. Cancer affects the individual, but and, and cancer is very dangerous too. I get that kids are like, but the people who die from suicide and and have and uh, mm -hmm. and are paralyzed from different forms of mental illness. So it's just like you you can't. I'm like so it was just one of those things where it's like I tried to uh, promote that as much as possible. And as far as my what I do with the teens, we have different programs that go on. One of the programs we have that is happens during the summer is Paint Detroit with Generosity, where um they they do different paintings and then they, they do different paintings and they pass them out to the community. Um the teaching them our generosity and also we also try to do different programs, teaching business skills, um communication skills, the whole nine. So when they grow up they can actually go out there Get a, get a get a job, get a good paying job, or maybe they can do what I'm doing. Who knows? But at the same time, they get at the very least go out there because I want to see them be uh, productive, successful, and everything. So that's that's basically my foundation in a nutshell. That was awesome. I just interviewed Cynthia Howell not too long ago. She deals with mental health issues a lot and awareness. And oh, okay. Cool. Out here working on that. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. Now, how did you transition to a success coach? So, I looked at, I looked at what I've done. I, okay, the way I got started was people kept asking me how did I become successful, and so I started giving little free advice, free tips. Here and there, and then it got so to the point where so many people were asking. I'm like, I can turn this into a business, and so, um, makes sense. <laughs> and so, uh, but I said I got asked a lot because people see my track record in business and entrepreneurship, and they're like, "Well, he he knows what he's doing," so I, I figured he can help me out. So I'm like, okay. So I decided to turn it into a business and. I got so far. I got one client. I'm working on getting more. How much? How much I can get? I don't know how many clients I can get overall with everything that I'm doing. But at the same time, um, I am work. I am looking to try to get more clients with my services. So, but anyway, so I got one client right now. Got him. He's um he's looking to start multiple business, small businesses, and he also want, he also has me as his mentor. On personal development, so it's been a good good journey so far with that. But yeah, transitioning to success coach was basically got asked a lot of questions about becoming successful and just turning into a business. Now, has being a Division two athlete helped you along the way with your businesses? 
it's yes, it's earned me a lot of respect from athletes. Like I have, I spot I've sponsored. I sponsored like a, a sponsor for athletes. Like I said, I'm sponsored the rugby team. Like I said earlier, but for athletes, I sponsor boxers, two women's rugby players, and a golf club. And so, and a lot of athletes look at me and say, "Well, he's like us. He's been. He knows what we've been through, and mm-hmm. so he's able to understand us at a deeper level than somebody like than somebody who's who probably start who probably would start a sport, do the same thing, but they never play the sport. The only thing they're thinking is what they see on TV." And thinking so they think so it makes it more relatable. I feel like it helps big block athletics out a lot. Yes. What school did you play at? A school called Lake Erie College in Ohio. Okay. Y'all y'all go far in in title run or division titles? No, not at all. Uh not while I was there. I, I was only there for two years. <laughs> well, let's say this. I was only there for two years, though. We got we be, we had two losing seasons in a row. Okay. Not, okay. Wait. Do, yeah, two losing seasons in a row. So we didn't do as good as we hoped, but. Yeah, Wayne State, every so often they have a good football team. Well, Wayne State, Wayne State, they had Joint Bell, and Joint Bell was just run, running all over the place. So Yeah, like I said, every so often we have some great teams. It's a great time in some years. Like, ooh, we. When I was custodian cleaning there, years back, they went 0-11. I'm like, what the world? Right. You can't, you can't win a game? <laughs> then the Lions did. I'm like, come on, man. What, what I'm, I ain't played. I wanted to play, but I had an injury. My mom wouldn't let me play. But a game? We can't get a game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, especially with the lions. Woo, man, we got talent. We do, but I just got to put it together. Yeah, cause we ain't we got talent. We ain't got no scrubs. Just it ain't all click yet. Hopefully, with this coach, it'll click and we really start making some real moves. Right, I agree. Now you was a champion bodybuilder. Yes. How did, you doing that while you playing football? How you make that transition? No, it was at the football. So at the football, I wanted an outlet. Um, because I, like I said, I played sports treatments all my life, and after playing mm-hmm. football, I was pretty much done with sports altogether. So I wanted the outlet, and I was just like, "Well, what should what should I do?" So I went to the gym, started I continued working out, whatever, whatever. Then I meet these bodybuilders. Told me I had a great, I had a great physique. Not great, not well, not great physique yet. So I had a great, I had great talent, potential. That's what I'm looking for. I have great potential to be a great bodybuilder, and they said I should try that. I was thinking about trying powerlifting because I'm a strong guy, also. Um, but they at the same time they said you probably better at bodybuilding than powerlifting. So I, and so I decided to give it a shot, and and that was that. And so I always say. Um, January 2020, 20, 20, January 22nd, 2011 is the day I said I became a bodybuilder. So I started focusing on doing bodybuilding workouts alone. And I did that for a year. I tried to, I had to build, I tried to build muscle I can for a year. And then somebody taught, talking about doing, uh, physique competitions, bodybuilding shows. And I'm like, okay. I never heard of that. So I decided, I decided to look into it. And I said, well, I, I might as well give it a shot. So I hired a trainer in 2012. I did my first show 
in Indiana, went all the way to Indiana, got dead last. Um, which I was like, well, I guess I guess those guys are wrong. So I called a quiz, but then somebody decided they want to run their mouth at me oh, about no. that. About that, and I said, "Okay, bet. All right." So, <laughs> most motivation. <laughs> exactly. So, and I had one more show I was going to do anyway. So, uh, in 2012, I ended, I ended up doing a second show. I got third place, which I was like, "Okay, oh, uh, that's that's something." But then I decided that well, the trainer I was working with didn't. I wasn't satisfied with the result, so I got a new trainer in 2013. I ended up winning everything, and became a champion. Uh, the next, the following year, so it just—it was pretty cool. A lot of dedication and focus to to get that from last to champion. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it took a little bit of someone sass, and you're like, "Oh, hold on, I'm a grown man. <laughs> Let me show you something." Right. Exactly. <laughs> they should have kept their eyes closed. They really didn't want me to, to win, but it is what it is now. So, but I mean, I. I I got that motivation and up pull, pulling oh, it out. You moved over to business and you're you doing your thing. A lot of interviews yeah. done. You shining out here, brother. Make it Thank you. It's hard. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I don't focus on that. Sometimes I just focus on I got to just keep working and make sure that everything is where I want it to be. And mm-hmm. it's good to hear that every now and then. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Just smell the roses every now and then. Something I, I rarely do. I rarely smell the roses. I'm always. So driven f- forward and gotta keep going forward. And I'm saying so. That. So yeah, def- so definitely. Thank you. And it's and that's something that God put on me to do with this show, because it get my show has two components where I was cover the sports, politics, other stuff, but help people find their purpose through regular people making strides in their purpose. And I'm amazed at the people I'm connected with and the stuff y'all doing. To where it's a show all about you. Okay. And what made you want to start your path to get to where you are? Because someone along the journey might be where you was at when you started. And now they got the motivation if they got people saying you can't do it. To do it. They see you. Right. And you. I mean, you doing some things, brother. I'm seeing you on LinkedIn. Like, he, he getting it. He getting after it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome to where now you an investor at our crowd. Yeah, investor. That, that's like big. Them, that's that corporate talk, talk right there. How that happen? So our crowd. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, talk about it. Basically, what happened was I was like, "Well, I want to do try something else." And I was like, "I I, I initially did did um I initially wanted to do I wanted a, another pathway." I well, be frank, I just wanted another pathway to make money. So I was just like, "Well, uh, why not?" Try I I didn't know anything about venture capital at the time, so I was like, why not try uh doing being an investor? But I didn't know what it took to be that. So it what they was funny about that was um I, I have my um uh, my financial advisor who's also on LinkedIn, um actually get me involved in the money smart week program, which allowed me to help 
allow me to help with that. Become part part of the um. Allow me help with becoming accredited. So, okay. uh, so it was like, okay, I got that. As I'm underneath that, so I don't have to worry about going through the the SEC. And um, but the only thing I would have, the only thing I had to do at that point was make the make the make the money to be able to do it. And so, and which I did. And so, um, and so I and so I when I did, I decided to look up a platform, and I just I found Arcrow at the time, and I was like, I, they seem like a good platform with different companies and startups out there. And what I, is, I, I, huh? What is our crowd? It's a it's a venture capital um, firm. It's a firm where they have where they where they get different startups from all over the world. On uh, their base, the headquarters is in Israel. So, okay. um, and, and, and so, um, it's yeah, they get different um startup companies and have investors invest in those companies. You could do angel investing, or you could do venture capitalism, and there's a difference in one. And investing where you use you use your own money, and you do it by yourself. Venture capitalism where you take um they offer you some money you invest, but you, I guess you got to pay them back. But at the same time, you do it with a team. And I and I chose to do angel investing because I feel like I had the confidence to be able to do it that way. So, um, and ever since then, I've uh, so I've been doing it for three years. Has it been three years? Oh, four years now. 2022. Anyway, uh, nice. I have invested in at least three companies so far. I've invested in a bank called BNP Paribas, the uh, largest bank in the world. I invested in Skytrain and Site Diagnostics, or four. Edunav, which is a um, Edunav is an education platform where um, different colleges use uh, it's like a software. Different colleges use that platform to um, help navigate to from start from the start enrollment to graduation, and so and the site diagnosis is a medical lab company where they test blood work. And Skytrain is like, have you ever seen? Have you seen the Jetsons? They're trying to recreate that in real life. So that's oh, so they're trying to do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I look to be an investor at some point on my journey. That's pretty dope. Oh. Doing it for four. Yeah. So, through all you've done so far, what's some of the key things you learned from your journey? One of the key things I learned is continuous improvement. Guide to continually improve if you want to stay, if you want to stay afloat. If you, because every year is different. Every year is new. And there's new challenges that come every year, and and the, it evolves and it evolves fast. So you got to continue to improve. You got to be ready for that change and to adapt to change for the better. Because if you don't, change will take overtake you, and you will be out out the next the next year or two. You could be out. So and and on the unemployment line. So continue to improve. That's one thing I learned. Um, have a mentor. Somebody mentor you. It doesn't have to be an actual. Well, I do have a coach now for my for my coaching business. 
So I realized I have coaches for my coaching business. Um, I haven't meant to have coaches. Have, do what you can to get better because if you don't, um, like I said, you be on the unemployment line. Believe, continuously believe in yourself. I always say you got to care more about your success than anyone else cares for you. That doesn't mean that people can't care for your success. It just means you got to care more than anybody else does for your own success because you're the one that's going to make it happen. You know, and I, one, another thing I learned too is you got to be take it, take full responsibility for everything that happens, good and bad. That and that doesn't mean um you got to look at what went you got to look at what went right and what went wrong and and, and analyze both because you can build off you can build off what went wrong if you if you did something and it went wrong look at what it, why it went wrong. And and correct that if it went right. Look at why it went right, and correct that. There's a thing I learned called act, learn, build, repeat, and that's definitely necessary in this career because it, you gotta do something. Okay, look at it, learn. We'll see what happened with it, then learn from it, and then learn from what happened, then build off that and just repeat the cycle until you get a place of success. And even after you get a place of success, continue to do that so you can sustain it for a long period of time. So it, it's just one of those things where it, it has to keep going. So another thing I learned too, uh, the one thing that I learned too is surround yourself with positive people. That now the mentors you have, yeah, but also if you need to get, if you need to get. How you can, even if it's through books. Like, I love reading books in this career path. I do it for work. One of the things I do for work is I read. Um, So, and so I, I make sure that I do that as much as possible because as long as, I, even though I'm not there physically, I mean, I have the, the mindset coming through their books. And so that will allow me to, because we, we all are affected by people Negative or positive, and how, but how we how we choose to react to those people is individual based. But I learned that we all are affected either way. So, and I feel like getting around as much positive people as possible. They don't always have to be physically there, but if you get their books, that's another way of doing it too. So, those are just some of the things I learned. That's awesome stuff. Now, I have my last question. I ask everybody: What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Ooh. Advice that you have trying to find their purpose. Okay. Um. Put yourself. Uh, put yourself at the right place at the right time. Because if I never went to that college, I had the opportunity to go to a different college. But if I never went to that college, I, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. It's all because of the decisions that I made is the reason why, why I got to where I am. So if you're able to put your place at the right moment at the right time, it may not look like you're discovering your purpose at, right then and there. But when you decide to put your meet the meet people in who you who come across your path, it makes you try to befriend those people too as, as long as possible. Because you never know what they can do for you in the future, so that's that will be the advice I will give. That's awesome advice. You have a website? 
Uh, per, uh, for for which one? I got versus for all of them. Oh, okay. Um, name them all, brother. Let them know. Okay, so for my coaching business and my own personal website, it's bitblockathletics.wixsite.com slash markblogger. Um, for bitblockathletics, it's bitblockathletics.wixsite.com slash bitblockathletics. And for my foundation, it's bitblockathletics.wixsite.com slash markbfoundation. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing your story. You know, it's going to help someone on, along their journey, wherever stage they are with it. Hope you had a good time. I sure did. Kind of get you back again, because I know you're going to be doing some more awesome stuff. Thank you. So we want to thank founder CEO of Big Block Athletics, Mark Blocker, and founder of Mark Blocker Foundation, success coach, investor at Our Crowd. I'm going to play the outro. Then it'll hang up. Once it get done processing, I'm sending you a copy of the show. All right, thank you. Again, appreciate you for doing it. Thank you. All right, till next time. Yep. Thank you.